This summer, the world must answer one question. Why has no one made a popsicle that gets you high yet? That's right, it's summer, and it's time for you to get your hands on America's new favorite product, Danksicles. 20 milligrams of THC in two great flavors, the latest and greatest innovation from IndiCloud. Is IndiCloud the greatest company to come out of America? Maybe. But what we do know for sure is that IndiCloud is the best way to get dispensary-grade cannabis delivered directly to your door, 100% legally. Yes, they ship legally to all states. No medical card needed. Whether it's vapes as big as your head, flowers you won't find in your mom's garden, or of course, popsicles that get you high as What are you waiting for? Go to indicloud.co slash spring24 and get discreet delivery on top shelf THC products. Head over to indicloud.co slash spring24. That's co, not com, to snag 30% off your first order. Hey everyone, my name is Nikki Young, and this is Serial Napper, an international true crime podcast. Tonight, we're going to London to talk about an au pair from France who moved to England to start a new job and a new life, as well as to improve her English skills. However, in this bizarre tale, she would meet a tragic fate of torture and murder at the hands of her employer. And... The motive behind it all will leave you scratching your head because it's crazy. We're going to talk about what happened to 21-year-old Sophie Lyonne and the two evil monsters who controlled her and then took her life away from her. Before we jump in, I want to talk about tonight's sponsor. Tonight's episode is sponsored by Mystic Hippie Studios. Negative energy got you stuck at a low vibration? Want to investigate alternative healing and explore your spirituality? I mean, now is really the time to dig deep, find out what's hurting you, and heal it. Or to just explore your true self. Mystic Hippie Studios offers a variety of crystals, herbs, candles, books, and other gifts. They invite you to master your own ascension, free your spirit, and engage with the universe. All from the comfort of your own home. Visit mystichippiestudios.com and enter code MHS15 at checkout for 15% off your first order. And they're pleased to offer free shipping to all of their valued customers. That's mystichippiestudios.com. Peace, love, and happy shopping. Okay, let's jump in. It was a beautiful afternoon on September 20th, 2017 on Wimbledon Park Road in the quiet Southfields neighborhood of Southwest London. This is an upscale, family-oriented neighborhood where nothing criminal ever really happens. The homes in the area are in the millions range. On this day, though, neighbors had spotted black, billowing smoke coming from behind one of the houses. At first, it was believed that there could be a small fire in the home or maybe an out-of-control backyard fire, so one neighbor decided to call the fire station to come check it out. 
When firefighters arrived, they found a couple cooking chicken on a barbecue and a bonfire in their garden, but everything appeared to be relatively normal. However, the fire itself was far too close to the house to be deemed safe, so they were asked to put it out. One firefighter began dousing the fire and stomping out the embers when he noticed something very alarming in the ashes, along with a pungent smell. He saw what appeared to be fingers, a human nose, clothing, and jewelry in the remains of the bonfire. The man of the house, Wiesem Sam Meduni, quickly said that it was actually the remains of a sheep that they had bought and they served for dinner. They were just trying to get rid of the bones quickly. But it was quite apparent to the firefighter that these were human remains. So he called to his partner to call the police immediately because these people had been burning a body in their backyard. And it appeared that they were barbecuing chicken right next to it to try to cover the wretched smell, which was quite unsuccessful, obviously. The body in the fire pit was Sophie Lyonnais. She was an au pair from France who had been living in London and she had been missing for the last few days. The couple had told everyone she had returned to France, but clearly she had not. Now the couple with the bonfire were Wiesa Meduni and his partner Sabrina Cuider. Let's start with Sabrina because all roads would eventually lead back to her. Sabrina was 34 years old, of French origin, now living in London, and was said to have been working as a stylist, makeup artist, fashion designer, and a songwriter. She was also described as being very soft-spoken and glamorous. She was a mother of two, and behind closed doors, well, she was what some would describe as batshit crazy. She did have a bit of an interesting past romantic life before dating Sam. And I promise you there's a reason I bring this up, so keep it in mind and stick with me. In 2011, she was dating a man named Mark Walton, who is actually quite famous in the UK, known as being a founding member of the popular Irish boy band Boyzone. I remember when I was younger, I think they had a few hits on the North American charts too. Anyway, Sabrina was obsessed with Mark. I mean, she was dating this famous hunky guy who introduced her to all of the glitz and glam of Hollywood. But along with that came a ton of jealousy, like next level jealousy. In short, Sabrina was crazy, so crazy that she even hid cameras around Mark's house so that she could spy on him because she thought that he was always cheating on her. She actually filed over 30 police reports on Mark and accused him of being a pedophile. She even accused him of sexually assaulting her cat. Yeah, I'm not joking. And apparently, Sabrina never even had a cat. Well, of course, Mark couldn't deal with Sabrina's crazy antics. So eventually, he got tired of it and he broke it off with her. And then while Sabrina physically moved on and began dating Wiesem, known as Sam, the guy she was barbecuing with in the backyard, her obsession with Mark carried on. Now, Sam and Sabrina, they had known each other since they were teenagers, and Sam had always had a crush on Sabrina, but she was off being crazy, dating other guys, and living her best life. Sam went on and got a degree in economics, and he began working as a financial analyst. He made great money with his career, and he was able to buy two properties in France that he rented out, which provided him with the income he needed to support himself and Sabrina. 
In 2016, Sabrina and Sam moved in together, and Sam even helped to raise Sabrina's two children from previous relationships. Often, Sam would disappear from their London flat for months, and when he would come home, Sabrina would fly off the handle, freak out, call him lazy and worthless, but they would always make up. From the reports that I have read, Sam was very submissive to Sabrina. He worshipped the ground that she walked on. And even when Sabrina had her crazy outbursts or was found cheating on him, he went along with it. This was a really toxic situation with Sabrina being obsessive and delusional, especially when it came to her ex, Mark. And Sam just went along with whatever Sabrina said or did. In 2017, the couple hired Sophie Lyonnais, a 20-year-old au pair from France, so that she could help out at the house and with the children. Now, if you're unfamiliar with what an au pair is, it's basically like a live-in nanny, someone who moves into your home and really becomes part of the family, while they take care of your children as well as light housekeeping duties. Young women will often work as an au pair because it provides them with an opportunity to visit a new country and experience a new culture while also having a place to live and income coming in. Sophie Lyonnais was born on January 7, 1996 to Catherine Devalon and Patrick Lyonnais in the town of Troyes in northeast France. Sophie was beautiful. She had these dark curls, these greenish-gray eyes, and just this soft, sweet demeanor about her. She was known to absolutely love animals, and she loved children. She also wanted to work on improving her English, so she thought this would be the perfect opportunity. So in January 2016, she moved to London to become an au pair for Sabrina and Sam. Now, when Sophie first met with Sabrina and Sam, everything seemed fine. They seemed like loving parents. I mean, Sabrina must have kept her crazy under control at the time. And so Sophie was very optimistic that this would be a great pairing. She also got along well with the two children. And by all accounts, they both seemed to love Sophie and she loved them. But things changed very quickly. Soon after she arrived, Sophie was forced to work 80-hour weeks for very little pay. Now, here's one thing you really need to understand about Sophie. She was very quiet, very sweet, and incredibly meek and naive at the same time. Sabrina and Sam knew this about her, and they fully took advantage of this. The abuse of Sophie began with denying her food and treating her like a slave. Then it escalated to physical abuse— beatings with electrical cords and anything else they could find. And for the most part, Sophie kept quiet about it, not telling anyone that these people were hurting her. Sophie would even continue to have contact with her mom back home, but she kept the abuse a secret. Initially, when she arrived, she told her mother that she was happy and enjoying her time in London. However, a few weeks later, she talked about how she wished she could return home to France. She didn't give a real reason. She mentioned that the children were being difficult and she just didn't want to be an au pair anymore. But Sophie's mother encouraged her to stick it out and try to make the best of it, not knowing what was really happening. Near the end of it all, Sophie finally broke down and asked her mother for airfare money to come home. Unfortunately, she would never make that flight. 
Sophie would often go out with the family into town, either with the whole family or just the children. So many of the local businesses, restaurants, and even the neighbors knew who she was. One local restaurant owner named Michael Cromer described her as being very quiet when she would come visit his fish and chips restaurant. He said that he could sense that she was struggling in some capacity, but he never could have imagined the actual brutality that she was facing in that home. When he asked her what was wrong, she would lie and say her mom was sick back in France. He even offered to pay her way back to France so that she could be with her sick mom, but she refused to take the money. And then one time, Sophie just couldn't hide the truth any longer. And with tears in her eyes, she told him that Sabrina had been beating her for dropping the butter. I have no idea why this guy didn't get involved. It was clear that Sophie was being hurt by Sabrina and her boyfriend Sam and that she was just too afraid to get any kind of help herself. People could see it. Anytime they came across Sophie, she appeared to be more frail and more weak. She was clearly losing weight, a sign that she was being starved at the house. But nobody contacted authorities or tried to get her away from the couple or even out of the home. Nothing was ever said or done until it was too late. My family is getting ready to make a big move across the ocean to a place where English isn't the spoken language. This isn't my first rodeo, so I'm making sure I'm fully prepared by learning the language ahead of time. Sure, I know I can use an app once I get there, but you'd be shocked by how much gets lost in translation. I want to talk like a local, which is why I'm excited to use Rosetta Stone, the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn and has been a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, and more. Rosetta Stone helps you to think in the language you're learning using an intuitive process that's designed for long-term retention. Their built-in True Accent feature gives you feedback on your pronunciation so that you're easily understood by native speakers. They have convenient desktop and app options, so you can learn on the go, and they offer a lifetime membership that includes all 25 languages at an incredible value. And now you can save even more with 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Serial Napper listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. Sunnier, warmer days are almost here. Why not get a head start on looking and feeling your best this summer by trying something new like Factors No Prep, No Mess meals that are ready to eat in just two minutes? Get a helping hand to meet your wellness goals with Factors chef-crafted meals that include different nutritional options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Healthy meal planning has never looked so good with Factors Fresh, Never Frozen meals that are also dietitian approved. No matter how busy you are, 
Factor can help kickstart and maintain a new healthy routine by making it easy to enjoy nutritious meals on the go. Plus, you'll never get bored eating the same thing every day because they offer 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. We're talking restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon because eating healthy doesn't have to be boring. Personally, I love not having to overthink what I'm going to eat every single day because that's half the battle, and I don't have to bother with shopping, prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. But the best part is, these meals are delicious with ingredients you can trust. Crush your wellness goals this May. Head to factormeals.com napper50 and use code napper50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code NAPPER50 at factormeals.com slash NAPPER50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Now here's where things begin to take a strange turn, and this is the reason I even talked about Sabrina's former boy band lover, Mark Walton. Even though Sabrina was now living and romantically involved with her partner, Sam, her obsession with Mark continued, and it somehow manifested into her abuse of Sophie. Sabrina was completely delusional, and she believed that Sophie was talking to Mark behind her back. The truth is, Sophie had never even met Mark, and yet Sabrina believed that the two were plotting against her and her family. And even though it was complete and utter bullshit, Sabrina was insane, and her boyfriend Sam believed everything she said. He went along with everything. Sabrina was even able to convince Sam that Sophie and Mark were working together to poison him, putting things in his food. Sabrina took it even further and accused Sophie of having a sexual relationship with Mark, which again was not true. She had never even met the man. And with these delusions on the brain, both Sabrina and Sam went on to torture Sabrina in the most brutal of ways, including waterboarding her, all while capturing it on a smartphone. They would begin making these recordings over a period of 12 days, with 18 recordings in all, where they're just berating Sophie and trying to get some sort of confession out of her. The final recording would be made on the 18th of September. In the recording, Sabrina tells Sophie that she could leave, but only if she confessed that she had actually been working with Mark Walton and drugging Sam. Of course, Sophie continued to deny it. It wasn't true. She had never even met Mark Walton. And so the interrogation and the torture went on for hours. I have a transcript of some of the dialogue, so I'm going to read it for you here now. But I will have a link to the full transcripts in my show notes. So Sam says, okay, wait, we're going to start again. So everything you told Sabrina, why did you tell her all that? And Sabrina says, she was crying earlier on. She was crying and said to me, I did something and I can't get myself to tell it to you. I'm ashamed of myself. Then she turns to Sophie and says, you did take him there. I have evidence. Well, okay. And Sam says, yes or no. And poor Sophie, who's terrified at the time, says, no, I don't remember. And then Sam says, what? And Sophie replies, I have no recollection of going to someone else's place. And Sabrina says, you're making fun of me, are you? 
And Sam says, stop it. And Sabrina says, you're making fun of me. You're making fun of me. And Sam says, stop it. Okay. And then you can hear them hitting Sophie with something. They're slapping her. They're continuing to abuse her while they're confronting her. And Sabrina says, okay, don't make fun of me. No sweet talk. I told you she's a monster. You have a monster there. I thought you were someone good. And Sam says, sit properly. You needn't be scared, okay? And Sabrina says, exactly, okay? Because earlier on you were crying and you said to me, I did something serious and I'm very ashamed of myself. That's what you told me, yes or no? Is it a lie? And they're just yelling at her. And Sophie says, I was scared. And they're just going on and on. And they're like screaming in her face. And Sabrina says, scared of what? In any case, whether you speak or you don't speak, at your trial, you will do so. You will be jailed because as far as I'm concerned, I'm not going to joke with you, okay? Because I'm a nice person, okay? I'd really like to help you. You too must help me, okay? If you want me to help you, you need to help me, okay? You want us to help you? Then help us, okay? And they're just going on and on and on. And here's the weird part. Sabrina says, I don't think he abused you. You wanted it. He couldn't do that with you. And whenever you come back to the house, I smell sex. She says, I smell it. I smell it. Where? The house? Hurry up. Where is the house? Hurry up. Hurry up. Otherwise, I will fucking make the call. Hurry up. Where is the house? Open your mouth. Where is the house? Open your fucking mouth. Where is the house? You don't have to say it. You don't want to do it. So you want to go to prison? Be ready. It is either 40 years in prison or you leave. It's up to you. You have the choice. Think carefully about 40 years in prison. Close your eyes for one minute, okay? And imagine yourself every day in a cage like an animal with other people inside. That's not a laughing matter with pedophiles. Oh my God, she just goes on and on and on. Like I I can't even go into it. They're grilling her, terrorizing her, trying to get this confession on tape of her supposedly meeting up with this Mark guy, the boy band ex-boyfriend, and planning to plot and hurt the family and poisoning them and it's just insane the two are just yelling at her and Sophie doesn't even know what to say to this crazy bullshit Sophie has been denying all of these allegations for so long and they're still like still coming at her and making it sound like if she doesn't give this confessional that they're recording and I guess going to police with um, she's gonna go to jail which is funny because Sabrina is basically describing her very fate. Finally, Sophie ends up giving a false confession to Sabrina, just hoping that this was the answer she was looking for, hoping that she might finally let her go. But instead of letting Sophie go, Sabrina and Sam drowned her in the bathtub. Actually, what they did to her is they waterboarded her until she died. And then when she was dead, They showed no remorse for their crimes or any respect to Sophie's body. They marked the occasion by having sex. Then they stored her body in a suitcase until they were ready to burn her in the backyard fire pit on September 20th. In the meantime, they would tell everyone, including their children, that Sophie had decided to return to France. Police would later find a note written by the starving Sophie found in a tiny dark room where she was forced to sleep, and it read, Why me? I need help to stop them. Sabrina and Sam somehow must have missed this. They left this in the room, but they did hide the rest of Sophie's things, including her luggage, in a shed. 
And I just know people are going to ask, you know, why didn't Sophie get help? Why didn't she leave? Why did she stay? And I'm guessing it's for all the same reasons that an abused wife or abused girlfriend stays with their abuser. They made her feel trapped. They made her feel worthless and useless. And they played upon the fact that she was quite vulnerable and naive. And they made her feel like she had done something wrong and she needed to admit it. And it's really sick and twisted in the way that they used her softness against her. And that brings us to the day of the barbecue, where they cooked chicken in the backyard, hoping to mask the smell of Sophie's burning body, which of course, they didn't. And what really gets me here is people called the authorities to alert them to the smoke and the smell, but no one called the authorities to try to actually get any help for Sophie. They saw all of the signs Sophie was being brutally abused and starved and some of them even heard it from Sophie's mouth herself and yet they did nothing until it was too late. During Sophie's autopsy, the cause of death couldn't be determined. However, they were able to determine that she had sustained two different fractures while she was still alive. Her sternum and five ribs had been fractured between 36 hours and three days prior to her death. They also found a fracture to the right mandible, which had been caused within hours of her death, as well as bruising to the left arm, back, and chest. So when Sam and Sabrina were arrested for Sophie's murder, at first they tried to say that it was an accident. They were just trying to get information out of her regarding her relationship with Mark Walton, which involved making Sophie sit in a bath. And then they would force her head underwater while she was questioned. And unfortunately, Sophie was not cooperating according to them. So Sam said he became angry and punched her in the face, which caused her to fall and hit her head on the tiles, slip under the water, and lose consciousness. Sam said he didn't intend to kill her, and he had even tried to revive her, but no luck. Well, nobody was behind this story, so on March 15th, 2018, Sam would change his statement, saying that he had only come up with that story to try to protect Sabrina, and that really, it was all her fault. He claimed that he was actually asleep when everything went down, and it was actually Sabrina who had killed Sophie. He woke up and he had just found Sophie lying in the bathtub, not breathing, and he even tried to revive her, but without success. And of course, Sabrina was on the flip side. She was blaming it all on Sam, saying he was the one who continued to interrogate her. He was the one who held her under the water until she drowned. But police, they had those audio tapes. And it was very clear from the tapes that both were active participants in the interrogation and the murder. At trial, Sabrina and Sam, they both pled not guilty to murder, though they did admit to trying to dispose of her body. But how could they not? They were caught red-handed burning her body in their backyard. Prior to the trial... They were both diagnosed by professionals, and it was noted that Sabrina had depression and borderline personality disorder. And though Sam appeared to be completely competent, he believed that everything Sabrina had said about Sophie and Mark, so he was a little bit delusional. 
and combined, well, this pair combined, it's believed that Sabrina and Sam suffered from a very rare psychological disorder known as folie à deux, which translates to madness for two or dual psychosis. Think of other couples who kill, Paul Bernardo and Carla Homoko, for example, who seem to fuel each other's craziness. They had the same sort of thing. All of the audio and video footage is played for the jury at trial, including one taken just before Sophie's death on September 18th. Sophie looks emaciated, completely broken down as a human being, and that is where she is seen quote-unquote confessing. It was right after this video was taken that Sophie was murdered, as it appeared that Sam and Sabrina had the confession that they were looking for. Sophie's cause of death was never determined. However, three most likely causes were either a blow to the head, strangulation, or drowning in that bathtub. She had experienced all three before dying, but it's unclear which one had finally killed her. The evidence against Sam and Sabrina was overwhelming. It was clear that they had tortured this woman, taken advantage of her kindness and weakness, and ultimately killed her when she had finally broken and given in to their delusions. On May 24, 2018, after a trial that lasted two months, the pair were found guilty of murdering Sophie Lyonnais. Sabrina actually wrote a letter to Sophie and her family. They had traveled from France to hear her killer speak. She read it out loud in court and it said, Dear Sophie, may peace be with you. First of all, I wish everyone, including Sophie, especially her parents and family who are suffering badly, to know how deeply sorry I am for what happened to Sophie. We shared many good times together as well as pains until things went terribly wrong and it ended up in this horrendous tragedy. I think of you every day and I'm shocked and sad that you are not part of this world anymore. It feels like a horrible dream to me that I wish I could just wake up from. Every day I live with sadness and sorrow. I am suffering every day thinking of you and what happened to you that dreadful night. I only wish I could turn the clock back so that it never happened and you would still be alive with us today. I will now live without hope and I can't ever imagine ever being happy again. I struggle every day and I'm very disappointed in myself. Sophie, I wish things would have been different and I hope that you rest in peace with God. With deepest regret, Sabrina. And while the pair really tried to get leniency in their sentencing, citing their delusions and mental illness, the judge saw right through their excuses. And he would say, I do not think you thought for one moment you were acting lawfully. I'm sure you knew the way you interrogated her was unacceptable in the extreme, that it was unlawful to assault her, and she was in a dreadful state by the time of her death, and torturing her in the bath was totally and utterly wrong. And as a result, both were sentenced to life in prison to serve a minimum of 30 years. Sophie Lyonne was finally returned to her family in France and laid to rest. I can't imagine the pain her parents must be suffering knowing what was done to her by these monsters, but I'm thankful that they'll never be able to do this to anyone else again. It's clear that they need to be behind bars, kept away from the public, in order to keep the public safe. That's it for me tonight. I would like to once again thank my sponsor. Visit mystichippiestudios.com and enter MHS15 at checkout for 15% off your first order. And they're pleased to offer free shipping to all of their valued customers. So go check it out. 
As for me, if you want to reach out, you can find me on Facebook at Serial Napper. You can also search for me on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Check me out on Twitter at Serial underscore Napper or I'm on YouTube. Nikki Young, Serial Napper, all one word. And if you're watching on YouTube, give me a thumbs up and subscribe. If you'd like to become a Patreon and unlock some badass bonuses, visit patreon.com slash Serial Napper. Until next time, don't be a Dahmer. Bye.